1980, the Thornhill family spent a year living in the village of Kamakui in the country of Sierra Leone, West Africa. 40 years later, you now have the opportunity to re-experience our family adventure through the vast number of letters written during our time there. The letters and commentary are by the original authors, Joan and Harry Thornhill. Each episode is released 40 years to the day after a letter was written. Perhaps you will be inspired to travel and fully experience new cultural adventures in an effort to become a better world citizen. We now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy our eighth episode of Culture Experienced. This is a conversation with Joan and Harry for the September 26th letters. Mom, we're going to start with you. We're going to play your letter first. In this, uh, we get to learn a little bit more about Yamari. I know in the last letter, I had kind of mentioned a little bit that you spend a little more time. You give us a little more detail about her. Do you remember how you found her? How did she get introduced to us? When we first arrived there and we were moving to our uh, new house, the uh, Eilish, one of the nurses, realized that we would need people somebody to help us out, that we needed somebody to cook and somebody to clean, somebody to do our laundry. And this is how we learned. She's the one that introduced Yamari to us. And the story behind Yamari was, you know, that she, you know, had been to a couple of marriages and um, that she had a child with her and that that because of her background and she's single now with a child, Whatever went on, she's kind of like been shunned by the church, and she thought our place would be a good place for her to start again. So when we met, she brought uh, Yamari to us. and uh, Isla did. Isla did. And she's a beautiful woman, uh, beautiful eyes, beautiful smile. And when she came, she didn't have her, her child with her, but Isla said that she knew her and thought she would be really, really good for the work and she would be able to do whatever we wanted. She would uh, clean. She was an immaculate cleaner. She was a wonderful cook. She would, as much as we tried to communicate in the beginning, Pasuri in the back would come over and he would help with the translation. And she, uh, she was extremely kind. She loved the boys. And I think Mark was kind of like one of her favorites because he was older. And, well, she would prepare our main meal, which is the rice and chicken or beef or whatever, whatever sauce she'd put on top. Uh, and she cooked on the three stones outside. So she worked very hard. And I, you know, I could never keep up with her. I really, and I realized, I thought in the beginning that I would be able to cook our food and do all this kind of thing. And you realize once you were there, there's no way that I could do volunteer work or help the kids with their schoolwork and do all of the cleaning and the the cooking that was required, and washing. So, Dad, how did you guys decide on $15 a month for the pay? That was really recommended to us by the missionaries. We somewhat based it on what they were paying, but actually we were paying her a little bit more than what the missionaries were paying. Yeah, Marie came to us with a debt, and we don't know how her debt was incurred, but she needed to pay it off. And we felt that 
and I can't remember exactly how much it was, but we knew by the amount that we would give her each month, she would have money to live on, plus she would be able to pay off the debt by the time we left. And I think that's why we came up. To, it was $15 a month. But um, I think we eventually raised it to $25 because I think she was coming five days a week. Correct. Dad, do you have any other memories of Yamarie kind of initially? I, I just remember that she was an extremely hard worker. We did invite her to bring her son to work. Otherwise, she would have had to leave him at home. And she did bring him, uh, she bathed him in our kitchen sink, which was actually just a big bowl. He was an absolutely delightful young child. Let's talk a little bit about electricity. That I think you cover in yours a little bit. I know in prior letters you talked that we had electricity for a certain time period. What was that? And then I guess what, what happened? Basically, we had electricity for about three hours a day from about seven in the evening to 10 in the evening. But we also had it when the doctor was doing surgery in the morning. That was not a planned time, but the doctor needed the light. So the whole campus got electricity when they were doing surgery. And that may have been, you know, for a couple of days in a row, depending on what the surgery was. There were babies born and they did uh, always did cesarean sections for for the women who were carrying babies. At the hospital, because there was Mm -hmm. a separate uh, clinic for women who were just having a natural childbirth. And if they were having problems, they were brought to the hospital. So in these letters, you indicate that there's a problem with the generator. So what happened there? It blew up. (laughs) (laughs) And why it blew up, I remember saying that they they received a grant money to get a new generator and wondering if that's what they would spend it on because it appeared to them that the generator was slowly deteriorating. And it did. But while that was happening, we were without electricity. And we just waited until the generator came. And I'm not sure exactly how long that was. My recollection was that there was a considerable period of time without electricity. Yeah. And I think we would have periods of that happening, even when they had the new generator. Having it three hours at night, maybe. That was a maybe. Because I think they did that because of hospital rounds. This is a letter from Sierra Leone to Mom and Pop, dated September 26, 1980. Hi, Mom and Pop. We're getting into a routine now. The kids are adjusting to school pretty well. Mark likes it, and Kyle and Ross find it boring. But they bring some of their American schoolwork to school. I don't know how long they'll last, but they are having a good experience. Mark is taking two French courses. He's already given a speech before the whole school about sports in America and his favorite sport. He was supposed to give it on American schools, but they changed it at the last minute. The communication here is weird. Messages never filter down to the proper person. Harry's job still isn't confirmed yet, but the principal, Mr. Yansene, is hopeful. Government matters take a long time. He's going to advance Harry his salary for September if the confirmation doesn't come through. We're still praying. The generator on the compound blew up a couple of days ago. We are without electricity, and the pump for our water supply isn't working as of today. We are collecting rainwater since it is still the rainy season in a big barrel. 
We may have to have water carriers if they can't get the new generator going. The nurses were telling me that the hospital received a $30,000 donation six to eight months ago, and they had decided to buy a new generator after much deliberation. I'm sure glad they made the right decision. The weather is getting warmer at certain times during the day. It gets very, very hot and humid. I don't usually perspire much, but I sure do here. I've lost some weight, but of course not enough. We do eat a lot of rice. Our cook gets meat for us a couple of times a week, sometimes beef or chicken. She also gets fish. There really is a good supply of food, not much variety. Meat is very expensive, but it is good. Our cook, Yamarie, is an excellent cook. Slowly, we're getting to understand each other. She also scrubs the floors, washes the walls, everything. She has a small boy, two years old, and without a husband. Her first two left her because she didn't have children, and her third left her for another woman. She's Christian and very religious, but in this culture, if a woman doesn't have a husband, she really has to fend for herself. Her family won't take her back, so as our cook, her only source of income, she makes 15 leones a month, and that's about $15. I have been working at the hospital. They really need more nurses and doctors. I count pills and wrap them in pieces of old magazine paper. I've been cleaning shelves and stocking them. The Nationals have no concept of organization or cleanliness, and the nurses have no time to dust and organize. There are so many sick people here, and much of it could be prevented if they were more careful about their water and ate more nutritionally. So many kids lack protein, and there's plenty of peanuts. A British Peace Corps nurse is going out to the villages and trying to educate the people about public health. Even when you give these people medicine, they get mixed up about the time to take it. There are no clocks. One of the nurses is making some signs with day and night, morning, sun, and sunset to help them know when to take their pills. We are all doing well. Ross did have an ear fungus, but we're doing okay with it. Mark broke a first tooth, but he's also doing okay. We're losing our fear of snakes, etc. Last Saturday, we had crispy treats and Kool-Aid and played some games at one of the missionaries' houses. The kids really like it. Take care. Give our love to all. Love, Harry, Joan, Mark, Kyle, and Ross. Letter written September 26, 1980 to Mom Thornhill. Hi, Mom. The last letter we received from you, you still had not heard from us since Joan and the kids got here. I would expect that by your next letter, you should have heard, and we wrote while still in Freetown and mailed it on Wednesday morning before we came up country. Have you had a chance to look at the slides? If so, how are they coming out? Too bright or too dark or anything? I know that Al has a projector, but I don't know about Frank, although I know he has a good 35-millimeter camera. When you all have had a chance to see them, please mail them up to Kathy, and they can show them to Mom and Pop. The Crows have our projector. Mark was called on to give a speech today at school. He was told about it yesterday and told that the topic would be to discuss schools in America. He prepared a good talk. 
Well, today they called on him to discuss his favorite sport, and he talked about baseball. He did a good job. He likes school more than the other two. It is probably actually learning something. I don't think the other two are learning much at all and that they are bored. What they did at the school is quite typical. They quite often do change things at the last minute or might even have canceled the assembly without any notice. I have to admit that I do not like that there is still beating of the kids with sticks for no good reason. The war between Iran and Iraq does not sound very good. Our news is quite limited, but it sounds bad. We got a letter from Dick and Perrette this last mail. This was the first letter from someone other than you. They had a very good trip across the U.S. Also said that there were secret negotiations at Shenandoah over the summer and that I will be getting a bigger raise than the contract called for for next year. The contract was also extended over a longer period of time. Several new school board members were elected last spring, so it is a very good sign. Maybe a change in attitude on the part of the school board. There is even a percent of cost of living raise in it. I still have not received any official word as to whether or not I'm hired. Our passports run out at the end of next month, so we will have to get it extended soon. I'm hoping that the principal will be doing that for us. He seems to go down to Freetown about every two weeks. The generator blew up a few days ago, so we have not had electricity. They are working on fixing it, but don't know how long that will take. I will write again soon. Love, Mark, Kyle, Ross, Joni, and Harold. We hope you enjoyed listening to our eighth episode of Culture Experienced. Our next episode will be available on October 1st. Join us at cultureexperienced.com for our blog and follow and like us on Facebook. Thank you for listening.